Yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Uh. I'm your host, David Castle, aka Homage the Lion Killer, coming at you on this, the 29th of September, 2022. It's a pleasure to be here with you. I hope you're all doing well out there, staying sane in these very insane times. I hope my microphone's sounding okay. I'm using a little different setup today. Let me turn the gain up. Here we go. Uh, yeah, I'm using the trusty old SM58 microphone, which does the trick. She does the trick. Um, so what's new with you? Not much is new with me. It's been a while since I've done one of these. I've been meaning to, just haven't gotten around to it, and I apologize. But I'm back, and I got a really fun show lined up for you today. I want to talk about a bunch of different stuff, just what's going on in the world, what's going on in the economy, uh, my understanding of it at least. Um, it's just some things that I've been studying lately as well in terms of who controls the world and how all that really goes down. Uh, not really going to get into lizard people or anything like that. We're going to do some more uh, terrestrial characters because it's real people doing this shit and there's books written about them and you can freaking understand how all this stuff came to be uh, i'm gonna talk about the Nord Stream pipeline and uh who might have broken that shit and what it means for the rest of us uh the possibility of a new war going on world war big war lots lots of death lots of destruction i'm gonna talk about primary water and wrap it up with a little bit of 9-11 so, very fun show lined up today. And, uh, yeah, so here we go. Like I said, hope you're all doing well out there. I feel like things have been a little weird in the world. A lot of uncertainty, a lot of frustration. <clears throat> and I was thinking about today, just how, um, what a rough time the millennials have had in our lives. Not to mention just the... Uh, the, the historical events that have taken place in our lives, like, you know, growing up in the post 9-11 era and then uh, having to deal with COVID and all that and then the, the big financial crisis that happened in 2008 and just the political division, the loss of the freedoms and, and all that stuff. But not only that, it's like we really don't have the same America the same country that our parents or our grandparents grew up with. It's a completely different place. Like, everything is different. We don't have the same opportunities. Um, we're not able to make the same money or have the same quality of life that uh, our ancestors once had, and it's kind of messed up. It's kind of bullshit. Like, you look at um, the show The Simpsons, and when it first came out, Everyone knows The Simpsons and, uh, you know, the house from The Simpsons, big two-story house. And that was, like, normal back then, 30, 30 or 40 years ago. Um, that wasn't out of the ordinary for somebody, for a, a dude working, like, a normal job to be able to afford a big two-story, five-bedroom home, or however, however many bedrooms it was, uh, just on one income and be able to provide for his whole family. And now that's, like, that's unheard of. That's you're in the top one percent if you're able to get a home like that. Most people are renting, and uh, most people my age got to have roommates or something, and uh, live in some shitty apartment 
you know, they don't have their own yard or, or property. They're trying to force us all into apartments and you're still, you know, giving away probably half your income just to pay your rent and stuff. <clears throat> and then the price of food is just going crazy. And uh, yeah, it's kind of bullshit, isn't it? So there's a lot of resentment, I think, towards the boomer generation because they had it like so good. And it's, I don't know, it's not really their fault. It's uh, fucking, you know, the people that are controlling everything. The Illuminati or whatever. The Federal Reserve. The fucking... Ah, we're going to get into that stuff in a little bit. But um, we're going through a lot of big, big stuff right now in terms of economics. And um, we're in a recession, which is not good. Car sales are slowing down. Interest rates are going up. RV sales are down, home sales are down. It costs way more money to to have a mortgage because they're raising interest rates. So in order to buy a house, if you're buying it, if you're financing it and like getting a mortgage, which is what most people do, most people don't have like half a million dollars just sitting in the bank to to drop on a house, so they get a mortgage. Um, but with the rates doubling, just going nuts, it, it costs you double what it used to. So most people can't afford a home, shit's getting fucked up, and uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where all of this heads, and and once we really start to like grasp the reality of the situation that we're in, I think uh, things are going to get really tough, and it's gonna it's gonna be crazy, dude. I don't I don't like to be an alarmist or whatever, or maybe I do because I do it a lot, but uh, just being realistic here, like how much longer can this shit last, and can we pretend that this isn't happening? Because it's happening on a global level too. Like in two thousand eight. Um, from why, what I understand, it was mostly a housing crisis. Like they, they gave out all of these loans, the, the banks did, to these people who weren't really qualified to, to make the payments on these mortgages that they bought. Um, so everybody defaulted on their loans and it caused a big housing crisis. And everyone lost their homes and shit was fucked up. But So we have the same thing happening right now, although it's not just for homes it's for everything. It's for like cars, fucking RVs, furniture, credit cards, like people got TV payments, couch payments, fucking all kinds of shit, dude. Student loans. Um, so it's like across the board and it's global too. So, and then on top of that, you have money is worth less and people aren't making much more money. And it costs more money to borrow money, <coughs> which is becoming worth less and less. So it's like a perfect shitstorm. And it's absolutely fucked um, for the economy. So, and it's all bullshit. If, if you think about it, like the money is printed out of thin air. The Federal Reserve isn't even part of the government. It's like a, it was created in secrecy on an island like a hundred years ago by all the richest people in the world. And uh, they're the ones, they could just print money out of thin air, dude, and they have all the power, like everything's controlled by the bankers. And that this is all by design. It's You could try to blame it on Joe Biden, and yes, of course, Joe Biden is an idiot. Or you could blame it on you know the previous presidents too. But at the end of the day, the politicians, they're just puppets. They're just there to be the face of the machine. And the people behind the scenes are the ones who are really running things 
And I'm going to get into that in a little bit. But um, yeah, just seeing where we're at as a country, it's it's quite concerning. Like we've enjoyed this this high standard of living for so long and we expect so much and we expect things to be easy and like to be able to afford all this stuff that we can't afford. You know, if you're buying something with payments and like on credit, can't really afford it, you know, <laughs> like they say you can only afford what you can buy five of. But uh, a lot of people are just really overextended and um, it's going to be crazy to see to see what happens here because inflation's it's out of control. It's going to keep going and it's going to get worse and worse. Like every time you go to the grocery store, it costs way more money to get the just the bare essentials. Um, same with gas, same with cars and, and just all that stuff. But we're not making as much money. So uh, people are pissed, man. And once it gets worse, people are going to become more pissed. And we're at this point in the country where people are so divided politically and ideologically and there's this division between young people and old people just at every in every issue people are more divided than like ever before and it's it's the perfect storm it's uh it's it's really interesting to be living through and like observing and i think most people they feel it and they're reacting to it but it's more on an unconscious level i don't think a lot of people are aware enough to be able to put together the pieces of the puzzle and like understand what's happening. They're just kind of in it and like experiencing it without really understanding it. And that's life in general for, for, you know, 99% of people not saying I fucking get everything, but I think I have a better idea than, than most people. You talk to people about this stuff and you just see how in denial people are. You know, and it's um, it's weird. It's it's really weird. Um, another thing with America is we so we're a total service economy. Like we don't make anything anymore. Really, there's no manufacturing. There's no like factories that are building stuff. All of that stuff has been outsourced to China and other places in Asia and like Mexico and places in Latin America. And they say, like, the um, on the surface, you would think it's because labor is so much cheaper in these countries, which it is. And, you, you know, the corporations can make more money by outsourcing um, the manufacturing and shit, which they can in a way. But then you look at the logistics of it and how much it must cost to, to like, ship everything down there, to set up the factories, to just the cost of transport and, and all this stuff and like the tariffs because you have to pay a tax for when you're buying something from another country. Um, then you realize that the the American government intentionally destroyed all manufacturing in this country and instead wanted to send it overseas in order to build up those countries. So, and that's the NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreements. Um, so the country is being intentionally destroyed by the people who we supposedly elected to, you know, help us because, because we trusted these people. It's just all a scam and, and everywhere you look, the more you pry into it and like get to the bottom of things, the more you realize that. 
And uh, so that's the world we're living in, you know, for more or less. Doesn't mean you can't have a good time and fucking do cool stuff, but it is uh, it's just a fascinating time to be alive. Uh, I want to share with you guys on a, on a lighter note here some of my new music. Uh, I just dropped this song, Sleepwalk, featuring Daylight, and it's pretty cool. So check it out, give it a listen, and I'll be back in a moment. Uh, wake up on my bed like The first book in my head was blink, let me think Every day was glad well, living to my max well Without Epstein, my next dream would probably be of me being awake Take time to think about it, the morning coming fast My morning coming last, I hope so I won't fold, I could live to be an old soul Talk about me on these threads in the forms How I wore the uniform, I'm just the last of the Mohicans The last one speaking on what they said was forbidden I'm not afraid to this matrix, I'm not a slave I'm no slave, I'm the rap song vagabond Trapped up in Babylon, scrapped till the battle won Deep thought, brief talk, detox Train wreck, brain dead, sleepwalk No slave, I'm the rap song vagabond Trapped up in Babylon, scrapped till the battle won Brief talk, detox, train wreck, brain dead Stay up in my bed like I just hate to sleep To say they're blind will be lying They afraid to see days of the week Weekdays, straight days in the week It's a crime how lines gotta graze with the sheep Secret society, Illuminati control Hollywood write scripts, we just copy the road Creator made evil as the balance for love Fire baptism with the chalice of blood your time's up, lips glued together, ears clogged, eyes wide shut, school dumbs you down, doc makes you die, how am I supposed to trust you when it's all just a lie, took truth seeking to its truest extreme, pulled the curtain back, smacked it was pulling the strings, shoot at the kings, till it's safe in these modern days, I'm not afraid to this matrix, I'm not a slave, I'm no slave, I'm the rap song vagabond, trapped up in Babylon, scrapped till the battle won, deep thought, brief talk, detox, Train wreck, brain dead, sleepwalk No slave, I'm the rap song vagabond Trapped up in Babylon, scrapped till the battle won Deep thought, brief talk, detox Train wreck, brain dead I'm from where the drug use put the dumb youth in the tomb So many died, school shooter had no students to shoot With electrified frequency, beam thoughts frequently Secretly tell the weak sheep to do evil deeds Ridiculous, lost in the wickedness Can't come to grips with it cause cognitive dissonance Ubiquitous, stuck in the rut Shit's fucked, bout to erupt, I feel it in my gut Last man past tense, still I see the globe Through a rose-colored glass lens Transcend the trans end, not physical Prison now's digital, loud yet subliminal Then all around pitiful, we can beat them I know wrongs I seek to atone Taking back what's mine, my seat on the throne World leaders, misleaders, deceiving the globe Sacrificing your child, bohemian grove I'm no slave, I'm the rap song vagabond Trapped up in Babylon, scrapped till the battle won Deep thought, brief talk, detox Train wreck, brain dead, sleepwalk No slave, I'm the rap song vagabond Trapped up in Babylon, scrapped till the battle won Deep thought, brief talk, detox Train wreck, brain dead Yeah, yeah, yeah Boom. So that's the new song. 
shout out to Daylight for uh, working with you, boy. His his shit was cool, man. I really uh, I really enjoyed that that whole experience. Good times. Um, so run it up, share it with your friends, your family. Nobody cares. I notice on like uh, on social media and like Instagram and stuff. Which it used to be decent for uh, sharing your music. Everything changed after COVID. They really started cracking down on like censorship. I, they've always done it, I think, Facebook and Instagram for like a long time. But it became a lot more apparent and blatant with the COVID thing, the fighting, the disinformation, and the tags on like, you know, whatever you said about COVID or the vaccine or fucking anything. And uh, now we're seeing it to where. Instagram is basically just like TikTok where you have to, um, in order for anyone to see your stuff and for it to like gain popularity in any way, you have to use whatever song is popping. Like there's a few fucking typical soundtracks that everyone uses and it's like a five second snippet of some song. And then that's what you got to do for people to uh, see your stuff. And it's, it's kind of sucks. It sucks for people who are creating like new stuff and trying to use that platform to share it, which I guess we shouldn't be doing anyway because fuck those guys. But it's a necessary evil at this point. That's where everyone's at. Um, but you'll see artists with like 200,000 followers. And yeah, you got to question how many of those followers are even real because let's face it, a lot of the shit on the internet's fake. You go to some website, type in fucking... Instagram followers, and you give them like a hundred bucks, and you get ten thousand followers. So, a lot of people are doing that, and that's a fact. But these are like well-known artists, and they'll release new music, like their their new song, and they'll be performing it live, and they'll get like a hundred likes. So you like calculate the ratio of, okay, this person has two hundred thousand followers, and only a hundred of their fans fucking like their new music. Like it doesn't add up. Obviously, most people aren't even seeing it. And uh, just weird, man. The shit's broken. It's not working. Like, it's just a tool to promote the fucking bullshit, shitty music. So, that's that. I've been studying this. Um, I'm just trying to do more research on the various foundations and um, the groups that really control things, like, politically and, and globally. And it's a really interesting topic. Um, there was this historian that went deep into it. His name was Carol Quigley. And he wrote a book called Tragedy and Hope. It's this really long history book. And um, the sources he used to write it were from the people who fucking control the world like themselves. They're the ones behind all of the conspiracies and and all that stuff. Um, the ones who started the wars, like the World War One, World War Two, and just really huge global events that they caused. And um, it was groups like the Royal Institute for International Affairs, the Milner Group, uh, the Council on Foreign Relations, all these people. And these these groups were started in the early 20th century, late 19th century, early 20th century, by groups of the most powerful people. And basically their goal was to destroy all democracy and create... Um, like a global socialist type of government that's run by the experts, which are them, 
Um, but in order to do that, you had to to manipulate all these governments and kind of like destroy them within and just do what you got to do to bring that about because most people don't want that because the system of government was only meant to benefit the ruling class. So um, Carol Quigley was like an insider with these people and they liked him and he was part of that group and he believed in what they were doing. Um, so they let him go through and like read through all their files and their their private history books that tells you the real history behind shit because they have that. It's not available to the public. But they let this dude go through it and uh, see what was really up. And then he wrote the book Tragedy and Hope. And the way that he did it was pretty clever because his idea was, okay, like, we all believe in this. We all know it's the right thing to do. Um so why not share it with everyone? Like let's every let's let everyone know because you know eventually they'll recognize that we're doing the right thing, even though we had to go about it in like a shitty way. So he wrote this super long book called Tragedy and Hope. And the way he would drop the truth bombs in there was to like just fucking sprinkle them in there here and there. In, in like the middle of these these really long chapters, he'd have like a paragraph. That just nonchalantly dropped like the craziest shit ever where they admit to doing some some wild shit that affected global history in a in a huge way. Um, so if you're interested in, in finding out who really runs the world and how they do it and like the way they manipulate governments and like get people planted um, in political positions and, and um, the banks and the corporations and like how they use all their minions to fucking really control shit while they stay behind the scenes. Um, that would be the book to read. Now, it's really long and kind of hard to to digest, um, but there's this other book called Tragedy and Hope <clears throat> 101 where this dude went through and like spent years studying this book and trying to understand it, and he kind of condensed it into um, into like more bite-sized tidbits where um, things are more more understandable and it's kind of just the, the nuts and bolts of the whole thing um, without the bullshit. So that's something to study if you're interested in that kind of stuff. It goes into the big the big foundations that are really running shit. It's none of the, um, the lizard people, like, just bullshit that people... I think there's a lot of stuff with the conspiracy community where people are not really very interested in getting down to the real actual truth of, of what's taking place, but they kind of use it as entertainment instead because there's so many different theories and like outlandish claims that people have for, for what's happening where it's basically like a science fiction fucking novel. And every day there's a new edition, there's a new video and, and hundreds and hundreds new books and shit. So it never ends. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's not that interesting, you know, the, the extraterrestrial shit. And maybe that is an aspect, you know, I don't know. There is some crazy technology out there. I know that. Um, but in terms of the people that are doing it, like this shit, they left a trail and you could find out what's going on. Um, so, yeah. And these are the people who... Like I said, they're really running things behind the scenes. And then you have 
they, they established the governments that we have. So take, for example, what's going on with the tensions between the United States and Russia. And everything is just escalated, too. And, and you're not really seeing it much on the news, depending on like where you look. <clears throat> I know the mainstream news isn't analyzing this uh, super in-depth, but you have the Nord Stream pipeline where Russia had this fucking crazy-ass pipeline where they're sending all this natural gas to Germany over thousands of miles under the sea, and somebody blew it up. It's like, and it's irreparable. It's it's fucked. Um, so that's an act of war. It's an act of terrorism. And people in the media are trying to blame it on Russia and say Russia blew up their own pipeline, which doesn't make any sense. Like, why would they do that? They They want to sell their gas and make money. The only people that benefit from the pipeline being sabotaged is the United States and Ukraine. Um, so it's pretty obvious that the U.S. probably did that. And I just saw something today that was talking about um, some U.S. fucking helicopters were seen at the site of the explosion like a day or two before it. So if uh, if it turns out that the United States did blow that thing up, well, that's like an act of war, and it's not out of the realm of possibility for them to start a big war right now, like like a world war, in order to get us out of the financial crisis that, that's inevitable. Because it's happening, like inflation's out of control, just what I was talking about earlier, and a way to kick the can further down the road and just avoid that whole thing is to start a war. Like historically, that's what they've done. They did that with World War II. So, I don't know, man. Um, but at the end of the day, though, the the people who control Russia and the people who control America are the same groups. But they have no problem, like, creating these conflicts because they're going to be fine already. But what the wars and shit will allow them to do is to carry out their agenda that much faster. Because in wartime you're allowed to get away with way more than you would be able to in peacetime. It's like you can... A war allows you to do as much in a fucking... In a couple years as you would be able to do in 50 years during peacetime because you're able to suspend everyone's rights and, and you'll take them away and probably never give them back. So it, it really um, works to the advantage of the global controllers who are trying to create this global government um, so it'd be pretty convenient for them to, you know, carry out these acts, piss off Russia or this entity we call Russia that we actually helped to build, just like we helped to build up communist China by sending all our manufacturing there. So it's all a game, dude. It's all controlled by the same people. It's all fucking bullshit. But that doesn't mean that a real war couldn't happen. And... Because they want to exterminate millions of people. They want to get rid of us. They don't have any need for us. Like so much of what we were needed for in the past has become automated. Like they don't need us for labor. They don't want us around because they like us. They fucking hate us. <laughs> they, they hate the normal people. Um, so fuck, dude. And you think about the weapons that they have now too. Um, and then the COVID thing was like a glimpse of biological warfare, I guess. Imagine if they uh, release a real 
a real crazy like virus that just fucking kills you immediately and doesn't just give you the flu like COVID. Um, you know, imagine if that happens in wartime and they release that shit. It's just uh, you could theorize about it all day and scare yourself to death. Um, it's not really worth doing because there's not much we could do about it. We're kind of just along for the ride. But I find it interesting to think about and like acknowledge that as being a thing because these people are so unhinged. They're so crazy and so detached from society and they have so much contempt for the normal average citizen that I really, I wouldn't be surprised to see them start a war like that. And um, for the United States to blow up that pipeline, it's like, of course they would. Why wouldn't they, dude? Like, they blew up the fucking World Trade Center, bro. Why wouldn't they blow up some pipeline in the middle of the ocean? Like, that's easy. Fucking easy, bro. So, um, just fucking... Crazy to think about, dude. And uh, I think people don't understand the the real implications of that. So let's let's see what the mainstream news is uh, saying about that shit. Just to get you an idea. Uh, Washington Post. Nord Stream gas pipeline explosions prompt investigation into sabotage. Yeah, obviously it was sabotage. Because you have to think of where this thing was. It was in the bottom of the ocean. Like a few hundred feet down there, um, and it was this giant steel pipe, which was very thick, which was covered in concrete too. So it was it was impossible to um, to break naturally. Like it's not like some fish ran into it and it just broke. It had to be blown up. Um, and they're saying too that there was a size a seismology a seismographic reading in that area too that indicated that uh some shit blew up damn this music just started playing really loud in my head um anyway somebody fucking blew it up so this other one says uh bloomberg.com germany suspects sabotage hit russia's Nord Stream pipelines oh it's probably not gonna let me read i gotta be part of their club or something Jesus Christ, what the fuck? I'm sorry. All right, here we go. Nord Stream underwater gas pipes are leaking in four places. Leaks were discovered earlier this week in the Baltic Sea. Nations say that sabotage is the likely cause of damage. This was written uh, September 28th, 2022. Christopher Jungstedt and Katie Panjanpalo says, another leak on the Nord Stream 1 and 2 natural gas pipelines in the Baltic Sea has been disclosed, bringing the total number of ruptures to four, according to the Swedish Coast Guard's command center. Sweden's Coast Guard became aware of two leaks in the pipelines in the country's exclusive economic zone on Monday, at the same time they learned of two in Denmark, a spokesperson said by phone. Officials put the information on their website, but were surprised that it wasn't known broadly, with just one leak near Sweden talked about in the past days. Local media in the Nordic country began reporting on the fourth leak late Wednesday. And then that's all they're giving me. I guess I got to sign up for their fucking subscription. I'm not subscribing to you, Bloomberg. Anyway, um, we'll see how it pans out, dude. Like, <laughs> it's just weird. You know, they, they have these events and... 
because they need events like this in order to justify whatever comes next. This is just what they do. It's like straight out of the playbook. Create, fuck some shit up, blame it on someone, invade, have a good old war, and go from there. And that's the reason why uh, I don't really see any use in voting for these guys. Because um, they don't give a shit about you. So when uh, the, so for the midterm elections, damn, that was a terrible segue. I'm going to vote nobody. Check it out. Vote nobody. Our movement is built on love. That guy's got a serious weight problem. Go home. Start exercising. Don't move. Vote. So I have solved this little political dilemma for myself in a very simple way. On election day, I stay home. I don't vote. Fuck them. Make America great, vote nobody for president Nobody likes the blacks, whites, and the Mexicans Nobody is excellent, a man who is clever He can manage the weather, there ain't no candidate better I never trusted politicians, but nobody's different If I have some kind of problem, I bet nobody's listening Freedom ain't free, so I'll fight nobody's war How'd it start? When's it end? Well, nobody's sure When nobody gets selected, he can finally be rich Supplying his fix on Epstein, Island of kids With the CIA trafficking Nobody's drugs, hoping the thugs get thrown away by nobody's slugs. Spilling nobody's blood, fly jet to the sky. Illuminati penthouse, right direct in the eye. What? Nobody's fine, rest of us totally fucked. You don't like it, join the club, cause nobody does. Who can fix the economy? Nobody can. Who can lift me from poverty? Nobody can. Who's that prick who's been robbing me? Nobody, man, just be a good little slave and go and vote for the man. Vote nobody, nobody, cause nobody cares. It's Top of that, you get welfare, terrible health care. Your money's going elsewhere. Nobody for hell's man. The system isn't getting better, cause what's true is if our voting made a difference, they would never let us do it. Dirty money buys power. Elections are influenced by the guys who build towers and turn them into ruins. The illuminated, a straight evaded, need a fumigated. I pray you wake up to the matrix, but you're too sedated. The name's David, I'm exposing the real. Cause if I don't do it, then nobody will. Vote nobody.
I made that song. Okay, so, uh, man, so I've been meaning to do a podcast for like the past, well, since I did the last one, which I don't even remember when that was. It could have been a month ago now. I definitely wanted to do one for 9-11, but I didn't. Um, But I did write some stuff and just kind of just been thinking so much about what's really going on. So I wanted to put my thoughts on paper. And I wrote this thing about primary water, which I want to read and share with you. So here we go. little thing I wrote about primary water. It says, uh, so did you know there's more water inside the earth than in all the world's oceans combined? It's called primary water, and it's hardly ever mentioned in the mainstream media. All water is created in the mantle and therefore is a renewable resource available in limitless quantities worldwide. All you got to do is know how to tap into it. Examples of primary water are places like Fly Geyser in Nevada, which I've been to. It's amazing. Uh, The Montezuma Well in the Sonoran Desert and the Zamzam Well in Mecca, just to name a few. Stefan Reese, the modern pioneer of primary water, spent his life locating over 800 water wells in places where it was previously thought to be completely dry. Today, that work is being carried on by people like Paul Power and the organization Global Resource Alliance. They've drilled wells all over the planet, including over 80 boreholes in Tanzania, which provide fresh primary water to villagers who once had to walk miles just to get a drink. Uh, Some people, or some believe, ancient civilizations had an understanding of primary water and were able to accurately locate these underground water veins and streams. Without heavy drilling or excavation equipment, they built impressive water supply systems all around the world. The water wills of Gibeon and Beersheba and huge cisterns of Masada in what is now Israel are a total puzzle to modern hydrologists. Is it possible that primary water was once widely known and that that technology has been lost? Or is something more sinister going on? I believe the latter. Scarcity drives value. The more abundant the resource, the less valuable the less valuable it becomes. So it's easy to understand why nefarious groups might suppress information on primary water to maintain economic and political hegemony. The equal distribution of of fresh, clean water would drastically alter the existing power structure. Just ask Gaddafi how the West felt about his great man-made river, the world's largest irrigation project. Factories used to construct materials for the Great Man-Made River were some of the first places bombed during America's invasion of Libya in 2011. Gaddafi was empowering the African content, continent, not content. Uh, Gaddafi was empowering the African continent, and the powers that shouldn't be didn't like that. Uh, this planet we're on can provide for us in abundance. Primary water is just one example of that untapped potential. Schopenhauer said truth passes through three stages. First, it's ridiculed. Second, it's violently opposed. Third, it's accepted as being self-evident. I trust primary water will go through the same three stages before being universally adopted and implemented. I encourage you to study primary water and understand it. Find a spring near you and witness the magnificence of water magically rising from the depths of the earth and imagine the possibilities. This planet provides, but first we must understand it. It's either that or we die of dehydration. Ah, yeah, I wrote that. I wrote that 
Um, just a little introduction. I think primary water is just one of the coolest, coolest things out there because there's a lot of doom and gloom in the world due to the, um, I don't know, I guess you could blame human nature. You could blame the desire for power. The, you could blame a lot of things. You could blame the assholes in control of everything. Um, but if you uh, kind of step back and just see the way the world really works, it's pretty, it's pretty remarkable. Um, it's amazing. Whoever created this, this universe that we're in, uh, I think they knew what they were doing. It's, it's pretty, pretty amazing. So I think primary water is a great example of that. And it's something that could change a lot of people's lives. It's, uh, it's amazing, dude. Water isn't just, it didn't just come here from outer space like they want us to believe. It's naturally produced inside of the earth through some sort of chemical reaction or something down in the mantle, which is um, deep, deep inside the earth, below the crust. Study your geology if you don't know what these things mean. Below the lithosphere, in the I think it's called the asthenosphere. It's the mantle. And uh, yeah, that's where water's made. And that's why uh, you got hot springs and stuff that come from way, way down low. This hot water just naturally being produced in the middle of the earth. Um, it's why you can have springs coming out of the ground in places where it never rains. It's, it's just... Uh, We've been totally lied to when it comes to water and, and the, the true um, things that happen inside our planet. And, and oil is created in the same way, I'm pretty sure. Like it's naturally created inside the ground and there's not, it's not as scarce as we're led to believe. And it definitely isn't dinosaur bones. It's, uh, it's created during some fucking chemical reaction deep in the earth under pressure and heat and who the fuck knows. Um... So yeah, uh, study it. If you're interested, you can go to primarywaterinstitute.org. I believe is a website for it. And uh, look up Stefan Reese. Look up Paul Power. Uh, Global Resource Alliance. Because these are people that are actually doing it. Like It's not just a theory. Uh, people actually go out and locate this water where, um, where other scientists said that there's no water. So they drill through solid fucking rock and... Find that good water. So I always thought that was cool. So that's my thing on primary water. I uh, now let's let's switch it into nine eleven mode. Um, man, it's been twenty one years since nine eleven, which is just crazy. And people people still don't really. Well, obviously, most people don't know what really happened that day. We get the official story, and we think it was just Osama bin Laden. A um, couple of Arab dudes who grew up in some caves, fucking hijacked these planes and bypassed the most advanced military in the world and then like blew up our two biggest towers. And it's just, uh, that's just how it went down. Um, but here's, here's my take on it. And I could talk about 9-11 all day. I just wrote a, a couple pages worth of stuff because um, I think I got a pretty good idea what happened that day. Um, so this is called The Implications of the 9-11 Attacks. On September 11th, 2001, the seven buildings comprising the World Trade Center complex were turned to dust by a directed energy weapon. In the 21 years since, we've seen thousands of American service members killed and millions killed in the Middle East. 
Everybody knows about 9-11, but few know what really happened that fateful day. The World Trade Center complex was destroyed by a directed energy weapon, free energy was used for terrorism, and a massive cover-up ensued after that. So, the Twin Towers didn't fall, they turned to dust. The seismic impact registered in Manhattan on the morning of September 11th, 2001, do not account for two 110-story buildings falling to the ground. That means a vast majority of the material which comprised the Twin Towers never hit the ground. But how is that possible? Well, it's because the buildings turned to dust and blew away. Now, that's pretty unbelievable, right? But go back and watch the videos from that day with a fresh pair of eyes and you'll realize that's what happened. The towers didn't fall, they turned to dust in midair. Dr. Judy Wood conducted the only real forensic investigation of what happened on 9-11. She proved beyond reasonable doubt that weaponized free energy technology was used to destroy the World Trade Center complex. Her book, Where Did the Towers Go?, is the most important book of the 21st century thus far. We know why the mainstream media won't cover her work, but why the blackout by the alternative media as well? Is it possible that many of our is it possible that many of our alternative journalists are just controlled opposition? We'll discuss this later. First, I want you to understand the technological and social implications of that day. In the late 19th and early 20th centuries, an inventor named Nikola Tesla was making monumental breakthroughs in science and technology. He found a method of wirelessly supplying free energy to the world in limitless amounts. He also found a way to weaponize that energy. Tesla had a dream of making free energy available to everyone, but his efforts were thwarted by the wealthy industrialists of his time. Since then, his work has been expanded on by at least one government, which would be the, 90, the United States, and probably others. <clears throat> on 9-11, we witnessed that technology in action. That means that the powers in control of the U.S. military the government and the media, etc., used free energy technology to murder over 3,000 people and justify the beginning of a war which would go on to murder millions, all using free energy. This free energy technology also has to do with weather manipulation. So this same group which is telling us that the climate is changing and that we're in this energy crisis is simultaneously using that very technology which could be both the cause and solution to these problems. But instead of using it to spread prosperity, they're using it to murder innocent people. So just grasp the magnitude of that. Think about how fucking evil that is. It's the craziest thing to ever happen, like ever. The implications for what this means are beyond the grasp of most people. But even if someone does have the inclination to investigate 9-11, they most likely won't ever come across this information. They'll instead be misguided and misdirected until they end up being mentally paralyzed and in no better position than how they began. The 9-11 cover-up is just as important as the, events, as the events which took place that day. The fact that the mainstream media covered up the truth of what's happening isn't surprising since they're part of the beast system. What is concerning is the alternative media being used as controlled opposition in order to prevent truth seekers from finding out what really happened that day. They obfuscate data and misdirect well-meaning people in an effort to prevent them from knowing the truth. Dr. Judy Wood did the investigation and scientifically proved that directed energy weapons were the method of destruction that day, 
So why are so many alternative journalists ignoring that? I question their legitimacy. There's people out there with hundreds of thousands, even millions of followers who claim to be on the side of truth, but that's apparently not the case. So who's really directing these people? Who's giving them their talking points? And more importantly, who's telling them what not to talk about? I find these people to be extremely despicable. It would be one thing if they weren't aware and they didn't understand, but that's not the case. They're actively suppressing the truth, so they're no better than the perpetrators. In fact, I would say they're worse. They're spies, and spies are the lowest of the low. Now, I could go on for hours about 9-11. I'm passionate about it because it fully encompasses the conspiracy in which we're entrenched. And I think the only thing that comes close to it in its magnitude is the geoengineering and transhumanism, nanotechnology thing, but... That's the topic for another day, and uh, anyway, probably involves the same characters. Uh, Every year around 9-11, I dive back into my research, and it never ceases to amaze me. It truly blows my mind. I don't get mad anymore. I'm just astonished. I'm disappointed. The fact that we have proof of what actually happened that day and the truth community refuses to acknowledge it is something I have a huge problem with. I can't be bought. I can't be manipulated. I stand for the truth, and I always will. The World Trade Center complex was destroyed by a directed energy weapon. Free energy has been weaponized and used for terrorism. And the mainstream media and alternative media are complicit in the cover-up. Most people won't ever know this. They'll never even care. But be that as it may, I'll continue caring. I recognize the truth. Even if 99.9999999% of people don't, I'll keep spreading the truth and I hope you do the same. Mic drop. So yeah, I wrote that. <clears throat> really just came out in like one stream of consciousness too. It was just fucking, uh, it's, been, it's been brewing inside of me. Um, yeah, dude, 9-11. You know, and it's weird because I've heard people say this like uh, fucking alternative media people. I'm not going to say any names. You, you probably know. I mean, like, basically anyone with a big following who's, like, doing a lot of work into 9-11, but they don't talk about Judy Wood's shit. Like, they completely dismiss her, and they'll even, like, insult her. Like, what the fuck did this lady ever do to you? She's some, <laughs> she's some poor old lady, bro. And, like, you're going to shit on her? Because after she put in all this work and, like, discovered what's really happening, and you're just going to shit on her and, like, tarnish her reputation... It would be one thing if she was just like some random person. I'm talking about Dr. Judy Wood, the the author of Where Did the Towers Go, which is the body of evidence that proves that um, the World Trade Center was destroyed by like weaponized free energy. Um, it would be one thing if she was just some random fucking chick. But she's not. She has a PhD in um, a bunch of different stuff where she's like the most qualified person to to make this to conduct this investigation and she like devoted years of her life to do this she's been completely like blackballed from fucking everything it ruined her life and uh but she did it because she recognized how important this was to like get to the bottom of this and expose the truth and then you got these people who are claiming to be on the side of truth and claiming to be, uh, you know, truth seekers. And they, they, 
they care about this shit, but they won't cover her work and they'll try to like discredit her or they'll claim that they don't understand it or some shit like like they're not uh, qualified to interpret it or whatever the fuck. But it's like, dude, you fucking interpret everything else. You claim to ever understand every other fucking conspiracy and shit like you're not an economist. You're not a fucking a fucking general of the fucking army, but you talk about all that shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like, <clears throat> like I said, I'm not going to point any fingers, name any names, but just look at anyone who refuses to acknowledge their work. Uh, the fucking architects and engineers for 9-11 Truth, the guy who runs that shit, complete fucking fraud. And anybody who supports his shit, it's all bullshit. And uh, they were purposely put in there to be like disinformation agents to like, Make it so people don't see what's really going on. And, um, yeah, I just find those people to be fucking douchebags. Like, super lame that, uh, that people are doing that. Um, but, right, like, who cares, right? No one gives a fuck, do they? I do. I think it's crazy, man. Um, because the 9-11 thing is, like, really... Um, is like, uh, how do you say it? How do you say it? It's like a focal point of everything that we're experiencing right now. Because, for example, the crazy weather events that are taking place, the same weaponized technology that they use to destroy the World Trade Center is the same type of shit that they can use to like control the weather and, and enhance storm systems to create droughts, to create fucking hurricanes and tornadoes and storm surges and volcanic eruptions and earthquakes. It's all the same basic type of stuff. I'm not saying it's the same machinery, but it's the same concept. And like this um, fucking hidden energy, but, but it's everywhere. It's like it permeates the universe and there's a way for us to tap into it, but it's like denied in mainstream science or like, pushed aside and we act like it doesn't exist but at the same time when it's being um used for all these destructive purposes and to just do evil shit it could also be used to solve a lot of the world's problems like we everyone could have free energy and like could you imagine what that would do it's it's super obvious why they don't let this shit get out because it would uh it would create a level playing field across the globe, or at least it would allow for that to begin to be created. You know, a lot of countries would need to catch up. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's just crazy, dude. Um, I wish more people would, uh, would be into that and, like, be open to understanding what's really going on with that shit. Oh, I'm crackling. Why am I crackling? Uh, I don't know. My mic's giving out on me. What the fuck? You guys hear crackling? Check, check. Hello, hello. Let me try something. Hold up. All right, I think I got it fixed. I don't hear any more crackling. Uh, I'm going to play one more song, and then I'm going to read something to you, and then I'm out of here. So check it out. Silence is betrayal. The time silence is betrayal If the good won't speak, violence will prevail Inhale breath from digital skies Die slow, spies though I'll see your knives and iPhones Cat got your tongue, lips on together 
speak now, suffer this shit storm forever Sick forms of pleasure, big war endeavors School brainwashed, the kids more than ever Man-made weather now, curving the jet stream Billionaire pedophiles, murdering Epstein Me? I'm just hanging now, burning the best green Trying to hurt sheep, but they're turning against me Gleam in my therapist eye, it's all wrong Dream of America died, it's all gone Laws drawn up so the rich can stay rich Adrenochrome fiends, they're sick, they rape kids Live in the EF field that fries brains Mind stay crazed from waves that vibrate It's fake and I hate it, why live in this hell? Gotta speak out cause silence is betrayal Silence is betrayal Silence is betrayal there's a time silence is betrayal If the good won't speak, violence will prevail Inhale breath from digital skies Die slow, spies throw All see your eyes and iPhones There's a time silence is betrayal If the good won't speak, violence will prevail Inhale breath from digital skies Die slow, spies throw All see your eyes and iPhones Yo, death slays fall prey to a catchphrase Head crazed, all braced for the next phase Bless sage on the stage to infect brains Slaying with saying, simulating immense Pain, trained to be blind, opposite optometrist, God's anonymous, lost cause, no Protestants. Dominance of evil proves life's hell. Might as well learn to fight and fight the fight well. We've lost our minds in these awful times. Speak truth, be doomed to get ostracized. Kids cry, then die from shots the docs given. Vaccines linked to rising autism. Listen to me, teach, don't shoot the guy speaking. Hatred of truth is proof your mind's weakened. Peek through the veil, unfold the whole plot. Trump to Barack, I mean to Pol Pot. There's a time silence is betrayal. If the good won't speak, violence will prevail. Inhale breath from digital skies. Die slow, spies throw. All see your eyes and iPhones. Check it out. That song was called Silence is Betrayal. That's from my uh that's from my album of the same name. I was looking through some of my uh my music because I'm getting ready to do a show in a few days. And I was just listening to some stuff. I was like, man, I think I got some some cool songs in here that are kind of getting slept on. So I wanted to revisit some of them and, and have you guys revisit them. One that I really liked and was impressed with was a uh, Vote Nobody. I thought that was a cool one. I, I don't think it's appreciated. Uh, I just want to read this little chapter or like a couple snippets from this thing that Arthur Schopenhauer wrote. Schopenhauer is a philosopher, one of my favorites, very smart man. Um, so I just want to read a couple things about what, what he thinks about stuff. And this is from his essay, General Rules. Uh, he says that, well, first of all, he says that Aristotle said that not pleasure, but freedom from pain is what the wise man will aim at. So, the truth of this remark turns upon the negative character of happiness. 
the fact that pleasure is only the negation of pain and that pain is the positive element in life. Though I've given a detailed proof of this proposition in my chief work, I may supply one more illustration of it here drawn from a circumstance of daily occurrence. Suppose that, with the exception of some sore or painful spot, we are, in physically, we are physically in a sound and healthy condition. The pain of this one spot will completely absorb our attention, causing us to lose the sense of general well-being and destroying all our comfort in life. In the same way, when all our affairs but one turn out as we wish, the single instance in which our aims are frustrated is a constant trouble to us, even though it be something quite trivial. We think a great deal about it, and very little about those other and more important matters in which we have been successful. In both these cases, what is met with resistance is the will. In the one case, it is objectified in the organism, in the other, as it presents itself in the struggle of life. And in both, it is plain that the satisfaction of the will consists in nothing else than that it meets with no resistance. It is, therefore, a satisfaction which is not, a satisfaction which is not directly felt, at most, we can become conscious of it only when we reflect upon our condition. But that which checks or arrests the will is something positive. It, pro it proclaims its own presence. All pleasure consists in merely removing this check. In other words, in freeing us from its action, and hence pleasure is a state which can never last very long. <laughs> so pleasure is a state which can never last very long. Does that make sense? I know that's a really dense thing, but he's basically saying that like pain is the constant and it's just the fucking, just the, like the resting state of life is pain and for things to be hard. And then once in a while, we experience this happy moment and then that's happiness and that's like, it's pleasure. It's just a momentary relief from this shittiness that's constantly happening. And once in a while, it's like, oh, that was cool. Oh, this is happiness. This is fun. And then it's back to shit. <laughs> it's like, I guess that's my synopsis. That's how I get it. And I think that's, uh, I mean, it's a little bit of a pessimistic view that he is the pessimism guy. But I think it's true. Like, I fucking make sense to me. Uh, let's continue. Let's see. This is the true basis of the above excellent rule quoted from Aristotle, which bids us direct our aim not towards securing what is pleasurable and agreeable in life, but towards avoiding, as far as possible, its innumerable evils. If this were not the right course of take, uh, course to take, that saying of Voltaire's happiness is but a dream and sorrow is real would be false, would be as false as it is, in fact, true. So that's a good one. Happiness is but a dream and sorrow is real. A man who desires to make up the book of his life and determine where the balance of happiness lies must put down in his accounts not the pleasures which he has enjoyed, but the evils which he has escaped. That's the true method of eudaimonology, for all eudaimonology must begin with the recognizing that its very name is a euphemism, and that to live happily only means to live less unhappily, to live in a tolerable life, to live a tolerable life. There's no doubt that life is given us not to be enjoyed, but to be overcome, to be gotten over. There's numerous expressions illustrating this, such as uh, some shit in some other language, some German shit, I don't know how to read. Um, 
In old age, it's indeed a consolation to think that the work of life is over and done with. The happiest lot is not to have experienced the keenest delights or the greatest pleasures, but to have brought life to a close without any very great pain, bodily or mentally. To measure the happiness of a life by its delights or pleasures is to apply a false standard. To to apply a false standard. For pleasures are and remain something negative. That they produce happiness is a delusion cherished by envy to its own punishment. Pain is felt to be something positive, and hence its absence is the true standard of happiness. So let's read that again. Pain is felt to be something positive, and hence its absence is the true standard of happiness. Hmm. And if, over and above freedom from pain, there is also an absence of boredom, the essential conditions of earthly happiness are attained, for all else is chimerical. Eh, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting. If you guys are interested in that kind of shit, it, it made sense to me when I read it. I thought it, it really fucking blew my fucking mind, really. Um, but if you're into philosophy and stuff, I'd, I'd recommend it. It's called General Rules by uh, Arthur Schopenhauer. Um, so check it out if you're into that kind of stuff. I'm going to leave you with a little bit of... Uh, a little bit of gangsta's paradise. Rest in peace, Coolio. Pioneer of the rap shit. So peace out, guys. Till next time. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death I take a look at my life and realize there's nothing left Cause I've been blasting and laughing so long That even my mama thinks that my mind is gone But I ain't never crossed a man that didn't deserve it Me be treated like a punk, you know that's unheard of You better watch how you're talking and where you're walking Or you and your homies might be lying and chalk I really hate the trip, but I gotta lope as they croak, I see myself in the pistol smoke, fool I'm the kind of cheater little homies wanna be like On my knees in the night, saying prayers in the street light The situation they got me facing I can't live a normal life I was raised by the state So I gotta be there with the hood team Too much television watching Got me chasing dreams I'm an educated fool with money on my mind Got my tin in my hand And a gleam in my eye I'm a loped out gangster set tripping banker And my homies is down So don't arouse my anger Fool, death ain't nothing but a heartbeat away I'm living life do a die What can I say? I'm 23 now, but will I live to see 24 the way things are going? I don't know.
the money, money and the power Minute after minute, hour after hour Everybody's running, but half of them ain't looking What's going on in the kitchen, but I don't know what's cooking They say I got to learn, but nobody's here to teach me If they can't understand it, how can they reach me? I guess they can't, I guess they won't, I guess they front That's why I know my life is out of luck, fool I'm just